Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diggler. right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right. Every Monday night you can catch us right here at the Soul of America Radio Network, in which we're always thrilled to have this opportunity to come to you and this opportunity to bring a show that hopefully will bring hope and healing to whatever situation that you're facing. Now, those of you that might be listening for the first time, we are right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you're trying to chime in by way of Internet, that is www.soulofamericaradio.com. If you're trying to reach us by way of telephone, you can reach us at area code 323. That's right, area code 323. You can reach us um, at that number, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. Now, if you're listening tonight and you have a question and a comment, you can call in at the number, area code 323-784-9638. And you can call in, hit the number one on your and that allows our producer to let us know that you desire to have a question and or comment. Or if you desire not to come on the air or just have a question and a comment, you can always email us uh, at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J. Ficklin, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you can reach us tonight, if you so desire. Now, and in addition to that, you can also feel free to just post us. We have a few Facebook pages that I want to say a little bit about tonight. Uh, we have, uh, not only do we have our personal Jay Ficklin uh, Facebook page, but we have a Facebook page called Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. And it's a page that no matter what you would hear us talk about tonight, that you can always follow up there. Uh, we have a real good uh, host and a person who maintains our pages, and that's none other than Andy Harlem. She does an incredible job in making sure that we keep up to date with what's going on uh, inside of the show and giving you the best information as it relates to the issue of domestic violence, oftentimes uh, update you on, on many cases and many things that are happening across the country. And there's just so much to talk about that. But then I want to tell you about our page that is called Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. That is uh, Destiny by Choice Roman numeral 2. 
uh, fellowship page. That page is probably one of the most unique pages and unique places on the World Wide Web, on Facebook or social media. Why? That is a place that you can go, and you're going to always be greeted with words of praise and worship. You're going to be greeted with words of inspiration. You're going to be greeted with the word of God. You're going to hear people are sharing songs. They're sharing testimonies. They're sharing things that are uplifting, and it is something that you cannot afford to miss. I'm telling you what an arena. When you come there, there's always such a peace there. There's always somebody there to encourage you. And guess what? Your stories and testimonies are welcome. We like to call it the drama-free page. It's a drama-free site where one can find a sense of hope, a sense of encouragement, and that's why we like keeping it there. Now, in addition to that, I have to tell you, you have to check it out for yourself. Destiny by Choice 2 is a very active page in the sense of many things. Uh, it is a place that helps build your your faith, help build your sense of purpose, help you inside of so many areas. Every day we have what we call daily roll call, daily roll call. And daily roll call is that when members get up and they log on, and just like anything else, they, as they enter the door, they're saying good morning or they're sharing a scripture or they're sharing a, a song of inspiration. But you better believe it's inspiration that is going on continuously on this particular page. Now, why is this important? Because where there's so much negativity going on, it's a great thing and very refreshing to be able to come onto a page and be able to have that type of positive impact. And every month we have what we call a winner uh, that is on our daily roll call page. And um, I'm telling you, I'm excited tonight. I am excited tonight because I get a chance tonight uh, to acknowledge our winners of the month of February. That's right, the month of February. Uh, uh, we have had a couple of winners in a couple of our categories on uh our Destiny by Choice 2 fellowship page, and I want to acknowledge them tonight. Uh, we've had a couple of winners, and our first winner I want to acknowledge tonight, and I hope he's listening, and, I'm, and they will be calling in. If they're available to call in, because I want to always recognize them right on our page, right on our show, it is important to me to do so because, in fact, it's dedication, it's commitment for one to do what they do, to be dedicated enough, excuse me, to come on the show, uh, should I say come on the page, each and every day, oftentimes sharing words of inspiration, words of hope, and all those things that are so very, very important. So the first thing I want to do tonight is that I do want to congratulate Mr. Trin, uh, Trin Mitchell. That's who his name, Trin. Now, let me tell you, Trin has been the first person to check in each and every a day in February. He's been the first person to check in each time. And not only have he checked in, but he's always left something that was a, a very good greeting. He always left uh, something there encouraging. He always reached out to those around him. And I'm telling you, let me say something. It's one thing to get up early in the morning, but it's another thing to get up with a mindset to encourage others. That is what makes it so unique, folks, because people are looking beyond themselves. They are looking to uh, always leave a word of inspiration. So I want you to join me tonight in congratulating our February winner, Mr. Trent Mitchell, for being our daily roll call uh, winner for the month of February. Trent, I still wait that call, so if you call in, hit the number one on your keypad, let me know that's you. Let our producer know, and we would like to get you on the air tonight with us. And then our other winner, we have another winner. That's right, our winner that has been just uh, so um, 
dedicated inside of this, but we have another winner inside of our daily bread uh, uh, daily bread victory for uh, the month of February is not other than our Tarsha. Tarsha Williams, that's right. She is doing this thing. Let me say something to you. Tarsha Williams-Weston, she is every morning, she's participating on this Daily Bread Challenge, every day, this Daily Bread Challenge within the Word of God. And I'm telling you, she's posting there. She's answering questions. She's sharing the Word. And I'm telling you, that type of commitment is a great thing. It has been an inspiration to so many. And I know that Tarsha uh, definitely, I think she have a previous engagement tonight. But if you get a chance to call, we'll be here right up to 10.30 p.m. on Eastern Time. And I would love to have the opportunity to interview you, uh, to share you with this worldwide from coast-to-coast audience here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And that is what I really love to do. I love celebrating those that will go out of their way to brighten up somebody's life, to brighten up somebody else's day. And that's what life ought to be all about. It'll be about us making a difference. Uh, uh, difference in people's lives each and every day, and that's what we look forward to. And so if you're listening tonight for the very first time, call someone, share with a friend, share with a neighbor that we're on the air uh, right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. It is such a great opportunity uh, tonight because there's some things I want to talk about tonight, and it's always open line, and I invite you tonight to join in with us. But particularly tonight, I want to talk about healing in a, in a particular area. And because so oftentimes that when we deal with healing, uh, this show deals a lot with domestic violence and domestic abuse, and, and we always will because that is one of the uh, social ills of our society society that's impacted us beyond measure. But one of the things I want to do tonight, I want to talk about healing uh, from a from a different standpoint. I want to talk about healing amongst our race, healing uh, from racial discrimination, healing inside of rejection and abandonment, healing. And how do we heal as a people? And how do we heal without first admitting that we are hurting? And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to have the opportunity to have that conversation with you on tonight. And, 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 and definitely on, on the shadows of what was a, uh, a great night, I guess one would call it, last night with the Academy Awards and uh, the movie uh, 12 Years a Slave winning the Academy Award for Best uh, Movie, Best Picture, Best Movie of the Year, uh, 12 Years a Slave, that movie definitely directed by a black man, Steve McQueen, as well. And, and this movie was so, if you didn't get a chance to see the movie, please get it on DVD. It is a, uh, it is a movie that... I think that uh, speaks to the heart of so much. Uh, it is a movie that tells the story of a of a, a black man, Solomon Thorpe, who was free, and he was uh, actually tricked and sold back into slavery. Or should I say sold into slavery? And for 12 years, it's the horror story, he tells this story here. And if you hadn't seen this, you need to see it. But this is what I want to say tonight. In addition to 12 Years of Slave winning uh, the movie, winning the um, Academy Award for Best Movie. Uh, also, Lapita, uh, Lapita actually won the Best Supporting Actress uh, role. She won the award for that. Now, why is that important? I want to say this because I think this sets us up to where I really want to go tonight. Because I'm telling you, if you did not hear Lapita Nyong'o, and I'm going to pronounce this correct because I've pronounced her name many times before. Uh, so, Lapita Nyong'o. Lapita won Best Supporting Actress for her role as Patsy in the play, uh, should I say, in the movie, 12 Years a Slave. And Patsy was a very compelling character here. And here's the thing that is so amazing. This was Lapita's 
uh, debut acting. This was her first major acting. This was her first uh, uh, job, if you would. This was her debut performance, and she wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Now, for you that may not know, Lapita is, watch this, she's both African and Mexican. She has a dual citizenship. She's a uh, uh, Kenyan and she is Mexican. Now, why is this important? You understand she was born in Mexico City, Mexico. Her parents, her parents are, uh, were politicians in Kenya. Now, this young lady here has excelled beyond measure. I will tell you, she gave one of the most powerful acceptance speeches I have probably ever heard during these type of festivities. Understand what I'm saying? Many people get on and they think, you know, they thank the Lord, those that will thank the Lord. They think, you know, they thank the writer, the producers, and, you know, the co-writers and, and those that acted with them. They think, um, you know, they think uh, the Academy, and they do all of those things. They think they're, you know, family. But I thought what was so powerful about Lapita's uh, acceptance speech was not only was she visibly overwhelmed and totally surprised, but Lapita reached back and she said something that will always resonate with me. She talked about the fact that it was through the pain of so many others that she was experiencing her greatest joy that night. Why is that important? Because so many times I think we forget about the pain that others have gone through in order for us to enjoy privileges, freedoms, and liberties that we now enjoy or have the opportunity to enjoy. See, Lapita, understanding her story, and I'm going somewhere with this, born in Mexico City, Mexico, but of Kenyan descent. And I say this because, in fact, so many times in our society, we do not recognize the role of people of African descent. We don't recognize, we don't value them. We don't see their significance, and most of the time we, we downplay ourselves and we, we criticize ourselves or we criticize each other. One of the things that she said was the fact that she said that at the end of her speech that she was so happy about, she said that she, she hopes that this allows people to know that no matter where you're, who you are, where you're from, that your dreams are valid, that your dreams are valid, that your dreams can come true. And she's a living testimony to that. Having said that, I want you to know that so many of us might have missed a very, a very outstanding moment on last night. And if you have not seen the movie 12 Years a Slave, I want to invite you to make sure that you make it your business to do so. Make it your business to get, get that on DVD. It's a powerful one. I never forget that I did go out to see it. We, when we went to see it, um, it was such a powerful. It wasn't, uh, I guarantee it wasn't many drives in the places place. But one of the other things that was so amazing, not only was there not many dry eyes in the place, but I, I remember going to the movies on a uh, subsequent week or so. And as we were waiting for that movie to, to start, there were a group of ladies that came from out of the movies or who was coming by and passing. And she asked us, were we waiting to see 12 Years a Slave? And these ladies were of Jewish descent. And we said, uh, we wasn't. And she just told us how powerful it was. She thought it was not only powerful, she said it just made her want to apologize for the things that we as people of African descent had gone through. How do you heal from this? That's really the question tonight. How do we heal from 
from from over 400 years of slavery? How do we heal from the injustices that has been done? How do we heal from the self-hatred and abandonment and rejection that we, we so often feel? How do we heal from it? Because that's really the question. Because when we don't heal, our failure to heal often is seen inside of actions and decisions and behaviors that we that we see displayed in our society. We see it happening. We see it happening. Angry. Angry. Destructive. Deceptive. All of those things that we see, not valuing oneself, not valuing your brother or your sister, not being hopeful, not living your life as if there is hope. Live it out of your fears more than out of your dreams. That is the result oftentimes of unresolved anger. That is the result of unresolved anger, self-hatred, pain, not being healed. And it's that time to be healed. And I think that when we're healed, we'll see a difference in the way that we react to one another. When we're healed, we'll see the way. We'll see a difference inside of the way that we view our own lives and view one another's. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you find us right here. Every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time Zone. Listen, right after the break, we're taking your calls. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. I will be right back right after the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We'll have a little technical difficulties here. Look like our, our commercials. I'm looking here to, to see what's going on with the producer and uh, and the music. But stay tuned with us. Uh, we're going to be solid right here. Uh, just taking a small commercial break. Maybe the third commercial will come up. Uh, looks like uh, there's something that's happening there. But as we're listening, even tonight, I want you to just keep in mind, text someone, call someone, let them know that Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness is on the airway, and we invite you even now to join us as we speak. Stay tuned as we try to go to this new commercial. Thank you so very much. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this you're listening to the soul of America Radio LLC this is the one and only soul
one in four women will experience domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at one 323 7849638 This is the one and all sore Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. right here on the Soul of America Radio Network uh, from coast to coast. This is where you can reach us at every Monday night, 9 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. Uh, first 15 minutes of the show, 20 minutes of the show, we have talked about a lot. We have acknowledged so many uh, things today. And once again, we acknowledge our winners there at our Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, uh, Trent Mitch- Mitchell as well as Tarsha uh, Williams-Weston, uh, both for being respectively the winner of our daily uh, daily roll call as well as our daily bread uh, our daily bread uh, a Bible challenge and it's been uh, something that uh, we are very proud of and uh, as I said earlier that if either of them have an opportunity to call in we definitely want to get them on the air uh, so that we can interview them and uh, have that opportunity to uh, definitely recognize them before uh, the coast-to-coast audience tonight we talked about uh, tonight uh, being a different type of a night, a night that we wanted to talk about healing, but talk about healing as a people, healing uh, from our racial and ethnic uh, oppression, healing from racism and discrimination that we've seen happen for much too long and over a period of time, because there's a need for people to heal, and it's hard to heal if you never recognize that you're hurting. People say, well, come on now. 
can we really be hurting? I mean, come on, slavery was abolished in the 1800s, you know, uh, uh, you know, and here we are today, and you're talking about people need healing. I submit to you that as a people, ethnic-wise, we need healing. And that healing is not just for us. That healing is for America. That healing is for our nation. That healing is for each and every one of us. And we have to recognize that that's exactly what it's all about, the healing that needs to take place. And we talked about last night, what did it mean to you? And I really want to have some serious dialogue tonight. I know that many of you are listening by way of the Internet, but I need you to call in tonight at area code 323-784-9638 because I really want to have some very, very serious dialogue. What did it mean last night to you? How did you feel? Did you were you exuberated or uh, uh, felt a sense of exuberance uh, last night? The Academy Awards, uh, uh, the movie Twelve Years a Slave won the Academy Award for Best Movie, uh, Best Movie of the Year. Once again, that movie is directed by Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen did a great job. Steve McQueen, this Steve McQueen, it's a black Steve McQueen, and. Uh, he did a great job in this movie, and not only did this movie have uh, the best movie, but it also had Best Supporting Actress and Lupita Nyong'o. And I said earlier about Lupita Nyong'o uh, giving one of the most powerful acceptance speech I have seen in any award ceremony, whether it be Grammy, whether it be Academy Award, whether it be Golden Globe or whatever, what a powerful, relevant speech that she gave and you know that it wasn't nothing that was on a teleprompter you know that this was solely from her heart solely from her experience and i talked about that because she there's some key parts of her speech that i thought resonated with us all there are some key parts of her speech not only resonated with us all but there were some key parts of her speech that definitely identified with so much when she, especially when she talked about the fact that she was here to, that someone else, she, her greatest joy was the result of someone else, of many people's greatest pain. And indeed, that was a true statement. And then she went on to talk about, uh, even greater than that, she went on to talk about the fact of uh, let that night be evident that regardless of who you are and where you're from, that your dreams can be validated. Your dreams could be valid, and your dreams are valid. And I thought that was so important inside of that, uh, uh, her acceptance speech, because once again, I talked a little bit tonight, you know, um, Lapita, Lapita was born in Mexico, uh, Mexico City, Mexico, definitely of uh, Kenyan descent, um, uh, mother and father involved in politics in Kenya. But here's a young lady, I think 31 years old, you know, soon to be 32, that absolutely, in her first debut acting, her debut role, she wins uh, Best Supporting Actress. Powerful. And the role of Patsy that she played, it was a powerful role. She was powerful inside of, uh, of what she did. She was powerful inside of her portrayal of it. And uh, if you have not seen the movie, 12 Years a Slave, do get it on DVD. Do get it on DVD. It was a powerful movie, and uh, and I really think that you would do yourself a disservice not to view it. Now, having said all that, there definitely have been some whispers, or should I say some uh, diverse opinions about the movie 12 Years a Slave winning the uh, best picture, best motion picture. Uh, there's been some uh, noted individuals who have uh, said, who have spoken out, that said, once again, we're stereotyped. Uh, we will win Academy Award for 
always playing a role as slaves and maids and all that, all those type things. Uh, uh, you know, reflecting back to uh, the first winner of uh, of a best supporting actress role, uh, 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 you know, for a black female, and they're going back to talk about Hattie Mae uh, and her and her role. And there are those that will never be satisfied. They will not recognize the importance of the achievement because they're always trying to water down the achievement with some other political or some other angle there. But what I want to really say to you that is so important is the fact that I believe that the best way to silence most critics is to simply succeed. The best way to silence those that you consider haters in your life is to succeed. Is to is to excel. Is to go beyond what limitation that one tries to put on you. I think that is so very important. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. I need to hear from you tonight. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. I want to hear from you tonight. And if I can hear from you tonight, uh, we will go on to ten thirty. If not, we'll end at ten o'clock. But I think that this is very important. I think that uh, I think, uh, for my opinion, we should be very proud of that accomplishment. I think we should be very proud um, of the way that we are able to bring art uh, to real life form in the way of acting and directing and all of those things that have made us who we are. And so tonight, I want to talk about how does that healing look. How does healing look for us as a people, as a nation? I know that this weekend in Selma, Alabama, where I was born and raised, uh, they will be having an annual, the Jubilee, what they call the Jubilee uh, celebration. And the Jubilee celebration is always this particular weekend, and it commences uh, uh, in remembrance of the march from Selma to Montgomery, which, of course, the first attempt was a bloody Sunday march. But it's always that, and uh, they always have a major celebration, a major lineup. And why is that important, people? Because, in fact, we have to understand our struggles. We have to understand our triumphs. We must understand, you know, the price that has been paid. But we must also understand, really, our inheritance. We must understand that there are those who suffered, who lost lives, lost limbs, lost families, in order for us all to enjoy freedoms and opportunities. And I think that is very crucial tonight. That's very crucial tonight for us to take part in and to be a partaker of. So I really want to say that to you tonight, that that is so very important. Eric code 323 that is how you reach us uh, here tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And this is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, I know I know, there's nothing I can think on, of that is on television tonight that draws that type of attention, and I'm hoping that you will pick up the phone and call, even as we're here tonight um, and uh, so that we'll get a chance to, to really discuss what I consider a great accomplishment, a great victory on last night. I'll be right back with you right after the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network.
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us this evening on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday evening, 9 o'clock 
p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone. And it's 7 o'clock for those of you in the Mountain Time Zone and those of you in the Pacific. Uh, that is 6 o'clock for you. And I trust that your day has been great. And as we start off another week, as usual, we're always looking to make the day a better day. And we're always looking to impact and to uh, affect the lives of those that are listening. For those of you that are listening for the very first time, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us, and uh, this is a weekly show that we have every Monday night at 9 o'clock. You can reach us by simply dial- dialing uh, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That's one way you can reach us, and that's also the way that you can get in. If you'd like to have a question or comment, just simply dial that number and hit number one on the keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the airway. And then you can listen to us by way of internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us. You can find us there. And just simply go to the column there that says Hope and Healing. Go to Live Show, and you will catch us there. And as always, you can always find us. You can always find us uh, in our archives of all of our shows. You can always go back to listen to any of our shows that have aired by simply going to the week that it's aired. And, uh, and I try Trust that you will be not only blessed by the show, but you will have an opportunity to share it with some others. So that is the way to reach us, and if you like to. Perhaps you like to just reach us by way of email uh, tonight, and you don't want to voice your question, but you want to still have your question heard or your comment read, simply just email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J. T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. And as I say always, welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. It's where we address the issues of abandonment, abuse, rejection. We, 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 uh, we address the issue of loss, grief, not only just domestic violence, but abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, economical abuse, anything that have caused a grief or loss in your life, whether it be abandonment or rejection. This is the platform, the platform to educate, but also the platform to empower, the platform to get ahead of the issues and not behind them, the platform to hopefully begin that journey of wholeness with you that you can be restored regardless of where you are in life at this present moment. And I'm always very glad, so very glad to have you listen to us tonight. As always, people, when we come on each and every week, we're thankful for the opportunity to come to you each and every week. It has been absolutely a pleasure. This show has been going on for one year now, and we're just very happy to have had the opportunity to be a part of this show and uh, be a part of this great network here. And uh, it's always a blessing because of the fact we know that there are lives that are touched, there are lives that are transformed. Now, many of you that may be listening, you can also find us on um you can find us uh, on a few pages on Facebook. We have a couple of pages there. One is Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Feel free to join that page where we have not only a lot of information about domestic violence, a lot of testimonies, a lot of uh, how-tos, how to get out of things, sharing things that are beneficial to you. But we also have another page called Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Now, that's a very interesting page because that page is almost the opposite. That page is a page of more of inspiration, hope, praise, uplifting, a sharing of not only testimonies and scripture, but it's a page where you can find a very positive insight into so much that we do and so much that we're involved in. And I tell you, I'm just so honored to have those pages there, and we have a very 
Uh, I always brag, but it's so true. I'm so fortunate to have uh, the administrator of all those pages, none other than Miss Indy Harlem. Uh, she makes it happen. She keeps it going. She makes sure that we have the opportunity to reach so many. And speaking of those pages today, I want to send out a special, and I do mean a very special congratulations tonight to Princess Hargrove. And Princess is the winner of the October Roll Call. And those of you that are not familiar with the page, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, the great thing about that page is very simple, is that that page there allowed for so many activity. And what happened with Princess Hargrove for the month of October, she was consistently the first person to post in a roll call each and every morning. And that is where you get in, and that's where you get uh, to send out your uh, salutation and your greetings. And you're always supposed to something upbeat and inspirational. So we're congratulations once again to Princess Hargrove. And then we have another person to congratulate, and that's uh, Devon Cruz. And this is for her being the winner of the Daily Bread uh, victory for the month of October. Devon uh, has consistently been the first to uh, comment on the uh, daily bread post for the month of October. And for that, I want to congratulate uh, Devon Cruz as well as I want to uh, congratulate also Princess Hargrove for their commitment and making the world a better place and sharing their light. And that is what it's all about today, people. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how we can be reached tonight. I want to examine and want to go into a subject tonight that is kind of interesting, but it's been one that I've pondered over, and it's this question here. And look at the fact that when we see domestic violence occurs, there are always two people, at least two people involved. There's a perpetrator and there is a uh, victim inside of it. But what happens? What do we do when, you know, what happens when that perpetrator is related to you and that perpetrator is someone you know? So I want to dig back a little deeper than that and ask the question, what is it that fathers and mothers should tell their sons about domestic violence? What message should fathers and mothers convey to their sons about domestic violence? What is it? Is it something that should be taught early on? Is that a talk that fathers sit down with their sons or mothers sit down with their son, or do they collectively sit down with them and say, listen, you know, this is wrong, and this is why you don't abuse, and this is what you don't do. Or like most things, are we leaving it up for them to learn by osmosis or learn from someone else outside of the home? So that, that is the uh, topic tonight, although there's always open line, and we're, and we're willing to talk about anything uh, along the line of the format of the show. But tonight's topic is the fact is what should fathers and mothers teach their sons or tell their sons about domestic violence? What is it should they be talking to them about? What should they be telling them? Because I believe that there's not a father or mother alive that would say that we raise our son to be a batterer. We raise our son to be a murderer, that our intention was to raise our son to be some type of controlling person. I don't believe that's the case. So if that's the case and we understand that domestic violence is a learned behavior, then what is it that our, that our parents or what should mothers and fathers be teaching their sons about domestic violence? That is the question on today. That is the question I want to propose to you on today, and that is what I hope that we can join in. So area code 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us. That is how you get a chance to be on. If you have a question and a comment, just simply hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we're so glad when you do come on the air to join us. And as you come on the air tonight, uh, it will be our pleasure to get you on and share with the world 
share your insight, your comments, your testimony, whatever it may be. Something there is going to inspire somebody else. It's going to empower someone else, and I promise you that somebody will be a better person as a result of you having the courage to go forth and to really speak this thing as it relates to this subject matter. So that is how you reach us once again. There you go, 323-784-9638. If you desire to have a question and a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on, and we want you on tonight. We'll get you on the airway. We'll get a chance to hear your opinion, and we'll get a chance to take your calls as well. And so that's so very important tonight. What is it? Should fathers and mothers really tell their sons about domestic violence? And a caveat to that is when do you start? When do you let them know? When do you begin to really uh, express to them about how they are to treat someone else in a relationship? That is one to really consider because too many times there are not enough tools that are provided to make this a, something that will work out. So listen, immediately after the break, I am going to take your calls. You're listening to J.R. Ficklin, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll see you right after the break. Right now, via the Internet, you should see some advertisements around your screen. Please click on one of them because you support us every time you click on an ad. Thank you. I'm Tony Stallings, founder and CEO here at the Soul of America Radio. We've all witnessed the unjust laws that allow our children to be gunned down, that allow our mothers, fathers, and brothers to be locked up 20, 30 years for crimes that are belittled in the white community. It's time that we gather together and discuss ways to take action, one day at a time, one house at a time. It starts right here with us. Join us as we adopt the theme of Fight the Power, of course, peacefully. We look forward to you joining us over the next few months. Thank you. We're fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, J.R. Thicklin, in Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Up 
And welcome back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. For so many that are listening tonight, if this is your very first time, this is the place where you're able to not only express, but it's a platform where we address the issue of domestic violence, the issue of uh, uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, uh, economical abuse, uh, the issue of rejection and abandonment, uh, all of those things, divorce, loss, any of those things that have caused pain, this is a place for healing. And uh, we so, we're so so glad to be able to provide this platform each and every week because we believe that it's absolutely necessary if we're going to make an impact in our communities today. Tonight, before we went on the other side of the break, we talked about the fact what tonight would be the show that actually deals with the uh, whole idea, if you would. It deals with the idea of, um, of uh, what is it? that a father and mother should tell their sons about domestic violence. What is, should they be teaching them about domestic violence? That is a question that's on the table today, and I leave it up to you, Erico 323-784-963, to kind of help carry this discussion tonight, because I do believe that has to be conversation. We have to have a conversation about this. This is not something that we can afford to sweep under the rug. It's not something that we can afford to pretend that it doesn't exist. We have to take it for what it is. We must address it because if we fail to address it, we're only perpetuating it simply by our denial and simply by us not addressing it and calling it out for what it is. It is so imperative because as our sons grow, we too often put the responsibility on the, on the female or on the victim. It is imperative that we put that responsibility on the perpetrator. The perpetrator needs to know that inside of all of this that uh, they need to uh, realize that what they're doing goes beyond them. And it's so important that this conversation is had amongst so many. And so as I continue to look at this, I continue to say this, that it's imperative that we begin to teach our sons Teach our sons what is most important in the line of this work here. And what's most important is the fact that we have to. We have to, without any equivocation, we have to address this issue. We must talk about what is proper and what is, in, what is not proper. And when we take the opportunity to do that, then I think that we make a, a tremendous impact in the lives of others. Because too often we have put that responsibility on the victim, as if the victim doesn't have enough to worry about as it is. We must put this blame and we must put this responsibility, should I say, right where it lies. You know, and, uh, and we have to take the opportunity to do so because failure to do so is literally perpetuating this issue. Failure to do so is literally perpetuating the issue. So the mother who is grieving her son that she may, may have lost to prison, what is it that possibly could have been said that would have changed the dynamics and the outcome? That is the thing that we have to look at today because it is very crucial at this time. What is it that they should be saying? What conversation should be having? And I think the conversation is very simple. You've got to talk about the way that they see uh, their roles and the roles of a woman as well as they have to have a conversation around what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. That is absolutely imperative in this day and time that we continue to uh, make this happen from a standpoint where we're not covering it up, where we're not acting as if uh, uh, no one's affected by this. 
This is affecting way too many people. It is affecting people from every walk of life. It's affecting people from uh, from uh, every community. And so when we recognize that, it is imperative upon us that we will do something about it. And as we do something about it, we have to get in front of this issue and talking about this subject matter. It is always, it is never too late, it is never enough uh, to be fed for this. This is something that we all are impacted by. This is something that we all have seen people's lives uh, uh, totally hampered as a result of, and we must all take that responsibility in making some things work. So when I say to you, what is it that we should say? What is it that we should tell our sons and our daughters concerning this subject matter? That is a real concern because too often uh, sons are going to prison and jail in what has been talked to them at all about the subject matter. What have they been allowed to just um, meander through life without ever getting um, any type of understanding of what their role and what their responsibility is. And so with that having been said, we have a responsibility to one another. We have a responsibility to one another to make this uh, a priority in our lives, to make this something that is worth listening to, to make this something that we must give credence to, because the failure to do so it is to perpetuate this cycle. This is a cycle that we have to address. This is a cycle that we can least afford to continue to stick our head in the sand about. So that is what we'd like to talk about tonight. Uh, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. You can listen in on that line, or you can have a comment or question by simply hit the number one. If you hit the number one, we promise that we'll get you on the air and uh, we'll entertain your question and or your comment because it's imperative that as we go forth inside of this subject matter that we recognize where uh, where the responsibility lies. There's a lot of responsibility that is going on, and we have to take uh, we have to take, if you would, responsibility. We have to take uh, accept responsibility for what's going on. We have to uh, accept responsibility for the things that we encounter in this life. And until we accept that responsibility, we are perpetuating the, the cycle. We talk about this being learned behavior, and I assure you that it is. It is learned behavior. But what is it that we do with it outside of that? We have to be willing to step forth and have a conversation, a conversation that is around this subject matter that is one that holds us accountable from every standpoint in life. So I want to make sure that we have that opportunity to do so inside of this because this is a very important subject matter. This is not one that we can walk around it. This is not one that I think that we can just pretend that it doesn't exist. This is one that we must, and I do mean that we must teach. We've got to teach about because if we don't teach about it, our sons are going to be lost, and our sons are being lost because of that very reason. So we have every reason, every reason to raise this subject matter and to have a healthy conversation around it. Because without having that healthy conversation, we're going to continue to see the perpetuation of this vicious cycle. And as this cycle continues, believe me, lives are being touched, lives are being even demolished as a result of it. So I leave each and every one of you with the responsibility of stepping forth and recognizing that we all have a tremendous role to play inside of this. And once we play that role there, then only then and only then that we can make a difference inside of this subject matter. So that is the floor tonight. Erico code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us, Erico three two three 
784-968-784-963. That is how you reach us tonight here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Sicklett, and I'm always so very glad to have you join us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, as you're reaching out tonight and as we continue to have this subject matter on tonight, I want to challenge each and every one of you that are listening under the sound of my voice to recognize the fact that there is a profound message that our sons are hearing. But are they hearing the message from us? What is it that we do and what should we do when it comes to the issue of domestic violence? Have they had a heart-to-heart talk with you? Do they know where you stand when it comes to this subject matter? Or are they left out in the cold? Have they been given the green light to remain silent? Whatever the situation may be, the reality is is the fact that this is the opportunity for us to begin to speak up and to speak out about something that is so atrocious in our society. And until we speak up and speak out about it, we will continue to see the things that we've seen, and we will not make the progress that is needed in order to break this vicious cycle of domestic violence. So as I continue to say to you on so many different levels that we have a responsibility, and indeed we do, we have a responsibility to break the cycle. We have a responsibility to make things work. We have a responsibility to go a little further than where we've gone because, of fact, the next generation is impacted by this. And we must do our part in making sure that the next generation is not being held hostage to this issue of domestic violence. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. This is J.R. Fickland. I'm so glad that you've joined us on Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. Now, what is the conversation should you have? Come on, that's what I want to hear from you tonight. What conversation should a mother be having with her son about domestic violence? What conversation should a father be having with his son about domestic violence? When should that conversation start? When should it start? Because it's a very important um, issue that we must address. Domestic violence just doesn't uh, come from anywhere. It is a result of so many things. And we have to be ready to address this situation in a way that is so crucially important. We have to be ready to address this issue in a way that is so crucially important. And until we do so, uh, that um, we will not make the impact that we need to make. It is the time now that our sons are not only taught, but it's time that we're held accountable about this very issue here as it relates to domestic violence. So, my friend, I trust that you would literally, I trust that you would lend your voice, lend your voice to this conversation tonight about what is it should fathers and mothers uh, uh, tell their sons about domestic violence? What should they tell them? I mean, where else will they learn what is the proper way to entreat people and the proper way, the proper way to engage people? unless they are taught at home. And that is the challenge today. Uh, What is it that we do and how do we do it? Uh, We have to take this opportunity to make a difference, and we have to make this difference in a way that all would know that this is unacceptable. And I say it starts with us as parents. We uh, We have to make this known with our sons. We have to make this known that this is unacceptable any other way other than the fact that we have to uh, do the things that are right. And the things that are right is this, that we have to have a sense of decency, a sense of fairness, and a sense of making this about making this about what it is. And that is the fact of responsibility. 
coast to coast, east to west. This is the Soul of America Radio. My name is Bernadette Stannis, and you know me as Thelma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the Soul of America Radio. Disclosed for the first time in front of other men 
that unfortunately the man that I am describing is themselves. And to have men to stand and talk about the fact, not as a way of an excuse, not as a way of, uh, if you would, putting the blame on someone else, but to have men to step forth and say, listen, that's me. I did watch my father or my stepfather abuse my mother or beat my mother. I grew up that way, seeing it. And though I hated it as a child, I, I couldn't do anything about it, though I tried. And as much as it pained me to watch it, I don't quite understand why is it that I end up doing the same thing when I grew up. It's an age-long question because when we don't get healed, when we don't understand, we can only draw from that which we understand and that we know, and that is what's happening so very much. You know what happens? So many promising lives, promising relationships, promising families. You know that one of the things that as I prepared uh, to speak to a group here very soon. One of the things that in my plight of trying to eradicate the issue of domestic violence, equally my passion is about the impact of fatherlessness. And yet it's still I was asked the question, well, uh, well, how do you convey both messages? What happens when you have a father in the home but the father is abusive? Is your message there to keep the family together at all costs? Well, no. The message then is that, yes, we want the family to stay together, but not at the cost of someone's life, someone's esteem, someone's uh, outlook on themselves, not at that type of a price. But on the other hand, I think every person must understand the value of the part that they play, the imprint that they make on the lives of those most vulnerable children. These are the things that we must be very adamant about. These are the things that we must speak out about. These are the things that we must speak up about because these things are crucial in today's society. And so tonight, as we're entering the last, uh, the, the last uh, part of our broadcast tonight, uh, the lines are open, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight, and we're always so very glad to have you join us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. So much that we've talked about tonight, and we do have a caller that is calling in from uh, with the number ending in 3865. I'm going to welcome you tonight. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air with us tonight here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Welcome. You're on the air. Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, I'd just like to say thank you for that welcome, and uh, this is Curtis Taylor of Something for the Fellas. And uh, basically, I'll just call in to support yourself and uh, real good friends with Tony and um, fan of the show. Thank you, Curtis. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, let me say something to you from a, from the a standpoint of men, and, and I'm so glad to have you call in, because so often what I continue to see in the mainstream movement, the message has been, okay, violence against women. Let's empower our women to be strong women to recognize this. And I have no problem with that message. But I do think that what we're missing and what have happened is that we have forgotten to talk to the men. We've not talked to men. We've not talked to well-meaning men. We have not talked to men who say, listen, I'm appalled by this behavior. Neither have we talked to men who says that this used to be me. I know what that feels like. I know what I 
was thinking when this happened. So I am one to say that too often the voice of males are not at the table around this discussion because I think in the early part of this movement, I think we demonized men so much that I believe that we ran the good men even away from the table saying, look, I'm not touching that because I'm a suspect before I'm ever, you know, someone that is respected. And so I, I would love to have your take on that as a man that that have heard this and understand uh, definitely the impact that it has on our society as a whole. What is the message do you think that society should be hearing? Well, if I could just piggyback and little, just reiterate a little bit further off what you said, when, yes. when you have upstanding men such as yourself, myself, Tony, and uh, I mean the list goes on and on, uh, when you spoke upon the men that have pretty much decided to not even face the issue or not be a part of it, we need to reach out to these men and let them know, hey, we, your voice does need to be heard. You actually do matter. You know, you're, you need to want to put your two cents in. I mean, I believe it's gotten to the point to where it's really basically gotten to where if it doesn't affect me personally, I don't care about it. I agree with you, Curtis, and I think that's almost the uh, the pulse of the country at large. It is like people could know that this is happening. They could know that it's happened to the neighbor, my cousin, whoever. It is an issue for a moment, and then it's like, okay, next, let's go on. We we move on, and we don't understand that the cycle that is happening, and we continue to see it happening. And until we really stand up, and and we we have to call this out. This is a behavior that we have to set up and speak up against, not in the sense that we're saying, you know, we, we got to lock everybody up and put them behind bars, but I think we must arrest this issue and begin to make it for what it is because I'm telling you, I see it so often happen, and I have brothers that come to me to say, I have never looked at it in that manner. And now that you put, and I know people think it's crazy, it is the same thing I deal with with victims, oftentimes female victims, until we really have great dialogue about this, an open dialogue, they don't even know, they don't even consider themselves a victim. I've had victims to say to me, well, I didn't consider domestic violence because he hit me and I hit him back, or, you know, this is what happened. I knock him halfway crazy. And for them, it's a normal. It's, it's, it's become their cultural norm. But we know that this is not a norm. And so sometimes you have to, you kind of have to lift up the layers to have this conversation before someone recognizes that this isn't healthy, this isn't healthy, this isn't normal. And I've seen that happen both on the victim side as well as the perpetrator side. I've had some well-meaning men that have been in the audience as I have spoken and have come to me afterwards and said, man, I did not realize that this was abusive. I didn't, I mean, said, look, I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that serious. You know, I mean, this is just the way I handled it because this is the way I saw it handled. I didn't realize that this, this was considered abusive. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this wasn't anyone uh, pulling wool over my eyes. This was sincerely the, what they saw, these are the lens that they were looking out of. And I'm afraid until we speak up, have that conversation around it, guess what? We won't come forth, and we cannot help. And, that, and that's across the board. Curtis, I see it happening all the time. I see it happen when victims open their mouths and they begin to share their story. It's amazing the floodgate that opens with other people that have been wounded and hurt in that same manner. Now, some might say, well, then they're waking up something inside of that individual. They're causing that individual to face something that has been happening inside of them that oftentimes has been handled in an adverse way. 
uh, in a way, whether it's avoidance, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, isolation or whatever. But I think we have to have that same conversation with men. We have to have that same conversation with men because I am probably one that believes this. I believe that there are more good men than there are men that are terrorists. I believe that. I have to believe that. I don't believe, and I don't think research would support that most men are abusive. As a matter of fact, I know exactly what research says. Research says only between 15 to 20% of men batter their partner. Now, we know that's too many, but that does leave us somewhere between 85, 80 to 85% of men that don't batter. So we have to have a call to action of those men that do not batter, those men that stand against abusive behavior, and we must begin to have a stronger voice at the table. And I believe that's very crucial. Go right ahead, Curtis. Right. Right. I definitely agree. But another, you know, it's a point that you made that kind of struck when you said that, that that type of behavior had become the norm. And if I can just add to that, not only has it become the norm, but in so many situations, it's become accepted. You know, a, a lot of exactly. men, and I've, I've been in uh, situations and formats where they say they were, that's what they saw growing up in their household. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, being 41 years old and, you know, growing up in different eras and things of that nature, how a lot of households, you know, they had the mentality, what go on in the house, stay in the house. So you had boy children that were little boys, toddlers, whatever, and grew up to be teenagers and young adults, and then finally to reach the uh, level of manhood. Well, well, my dad did this, so and, you know we kept it in the house and nobody said nothing, and it 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 got to the point to where it, it was accepted and it it should have never been tolerated. But unfortunately, as sad as it is to say, it's just a fact of reality that it had become accepted and just continue to be an acceptance of that type of behavior. Well, absolutely. And what you spoke of, what we call that code of secrecy, that code of silence that happens. And any time, that's why we say today that the silence give consent to this type of thing. When people say, no, I don't approve of it, but you don't speak out against it. It reminds me of, of a, one of the things that I believe that, that so many times that we overlook. We overlook the fact that silence really give consent. Silence says that, okay, my, my silence almost come into agreement because if I'm not opposing it, then you know, me not saying anything oftentimes uh, signals that I'm accepting it. Well, one would argue, in fact, well, I'm not accepting I'm just not saying anything. Well, I don't think that's a safe place to look because, in fact, when we look at what's going to most benefit us, when we look at that which is going to most advance us, it's not going to be the people that remain silent. I like to say it in this way, that good, the evil prevails when good men and good women remain silent. That's when evil prevails. Evil prevails when we become all of a sudden a mute to things that are happening around us. And when we become a mute to things that are happening around us, then what we're doing is that we're literally allowing evil to continue to advance and have its advancement in the lives of so many people. And, and that's what we cannot afford to do because when it's all said and done, I believe that we are a brother's keeper. You know, and, uh, and I think it was Dr. King who said something very similar, that he said that in the end, uh, uh, you know, people won't remember my, uh, I won't remember my enemies, but only the silence of my friends. And when our friends are silent, when those when those are well those of us that are well wishers, when we remain silent, then guess what? That is the loudest voice of them all. Our silence screams out and says, "Go ahead." But when we speak out against it, 
then it sends a resounding message that we're not going to accept it, we're not going to embrace it. And I think that's what every person must understand, that uh, that that we have to reach out beyond what we are. Because, uh, you know, when people say, well, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can, I wonder, are you doing the best that you can? Because, you know what, the best that I can is to speak out, is to do something, is not to allow things to continue to happen. And so I, I totally... Uh, I totally can appreciate your comments there, Curtis, because I think that so many that are listening even tonight, they recognize the fact that it must be people to speak out. I don't know. I know that I try to follow news here in Alabama and different places uh, because I try to stay in tune with uh, places of my heritage and things. And I'm telling you, there's so much news that come out that there's no way to keep it in line with it. I can just tell you in our Tri-County area over the last several weeks, there's literally been a domestic violence homicide happening, look like every eight days. It's something that's happening. This past week, having a young lady who was cut up by her partner with a machete. Cut up. Her body cut up. These are the type of things we're talking about. We're talking about continuously homicides, suicides happening uh, continuously. Within it happened, and it's becoming such a commonplace that people are silent about it. It's just another story on the news. But I wonder, do we ever humanize what's going on? That that individual is someone's daughter, someone's son. That individual, in many cases, is someone's mother, someone's father. That individual was someone's classmate, someone's coworker. The individual was someone's instructor, and yet it's still when their life reached this point, a point of decline in this manner, that it not only destroys the individual that is directly afflicted and harmed, but it also destroys and it damages and impacts everything and everyone that is connected to it. I think that we must, we must not allow this issue to become dehumanized, that we, but we must keep a human face on it and understand that not another not another act of abuse should ever be tolerated because it has a long-term effect, a far-reaching impact. And I think we have to have voices such as yours, Curtis, such as so many of you that are listening tonight to make a difference. I really thank you for your call on tonight, and I appreciate it. Any, any other pardon, uh, comments before we leave? Oh, man, um, again, I enjoyed, uh, even though I, the little time that I, I was able to catch you before you got off the hair, but, you, I mean, you're so, you, you're hitting the nail right on the head because the ramifications of these issues are so far-reaching to, I mean, it just extends to an infinite amount of, I mean, there's no distance that you can cap on that. But, again, that, that kind of correlates back to the point that I made earlier where we got to get out of that I mentality. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my family. It doesn't affect, okay, we may see these things uh, on the news and uh, newspapers and uh, social media, uh, Internet, whatever the case may be, and, you know, our hearts may go out to the families or to the victims and things of that nature. But, again, it goes back to say, well, you know what, that's so sad to happen to them, but, hey, it didn't happen to me and mine. So, right, there it exactly. is. But, you know, <laughs> and, and we need to just – I remember growing up in the older days where communities actually looked out for one another. I mean, you could probably relate to growing up as a little knucklehead kid where any of the old people in the neighborhood could actually whip you if they caught you acting up or messing up or whatever. And wouldn't that be said? But, you know, we've kind of lost sight of, of those old school values that were instilled in us and with all of these new laws that set in place and, you know, 
what it boils down to is nobody wants to be involved anymore, you know, until it affects them directly. But when it affects you directly, it's too late. If you could have gotten involved previously and made some steps to intercede or be an intercessor to this thing, it might not have gotten that far. But, you know, again, I'm glad I did, you know, was able to catch you on at at least this part of the show, and you know, because I had some other production meetings with the uh, TV version of my show, because, of course, I, I do my blog talk radio show, and I, you know, God is blessing me to make it into a TV format as well. But, awesome. man, I, I, give my, I give you my word, man, every Monday that I can, I, I would love to, you know, it's like guys like yourself, and I call Tony a big brother to me, you know, a, a mentor in this Absolutely. blog talk arena. He's, you know, I've, I've appeared on several of his shows and vice versa. He's been on mine and things of that nature. And, man, I just, when it's, when it's the, the, the biggest thing with me is when it's positive and it's uplifting, and at the end of the day, some type of encouragement is gained from it, I'm all about it. So I, I guarantee you this will not be the last time you hear my voice on your show. And uh, and at the same time, while I'm saying that, I would like to offer an open invitation whenever you have the time and you want to come on something to the, for the fellas, man, you're you, you welcome. My house is your house. And I, I, I totally appreciate that, Curtis. That means so much. Uh, to me to do so and like yourself i'm always equally encouraged when i hear brothers that are standing up for the good who is calling out for the best brothers who refuse to lay down and say here's our excuse for not moving forward but rather brothers that says that we won't stop until our good become our better and our better become our best and i think that that is what must be and we must eradicate the images that we have allowed to be poured in our mind uh, the images that tells us that we're brothers that have no value no purpose and no direction we're not thugs. We're kings. We're not. We're not. We're not castaways. But man, we have been called to do great things. And I think that we have to reverse the mentality once again. We must reach out to those that somehow or another have lost their way, unfortunately through negative propaganda, through negative media, and negative messages. But I think that I believe that the wind is shifted, and there's a fresh wind. And there's a fresh wind through brothers such as yourself and Tony and myself, and and there are many others that have called way of this this fresh wind and we must understand that we must use our voice and our platform for the good and not for the bad that we must empower and we must encourage and we must engage we must equip and that is what that is what must happen because i think there's a mission that we have not only to ourselves but to our people and to our community we must call this is a call to action this is a call this is a summons to say that we've got to be our best self and we cannot afford we cannot our next generation is cannot become expendable at our at the at, at the expense of our ignorance we cannot allow our next generation to become expendable at our expense it is too big of a price to pay so we have to continue to spread this message we have to speak life into our communities and life into our brothers because i believe that there is greatness inside of them but they must capture it they must recognize it they must understand that their that their history did not start in uh, somewhere in in, in 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 jamestown in virginia somewhere but their history is greater than that but they have the opportunity to reshape it because the next generation is watching, but they're also being molded by this. Exactly. I, hey, man, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I just want to go ahead and put it out there. And you know, speaking for myself, and as 
you could call me regardless. Uh, I, I would, I would give, I would get your information and give you all my contact information, and I will be sure. at the forefront with you, alongside you, and we can get this message out because it's definitely needed and it's, it is definitely relevant and prevalent in today's society. And hey, if it takes us two to start a ripple effect and just let let it gain momentum, I'm all with it. Well, I appreciate that, and definitely I want to take you up on that. Inside of that, I'll use a. Uh, I'll, I'll use the board to be able to uh, uh, get get your number there, but we definitely will communicate even after the broadcast. And I thank you for your contribution tonight because it is so important that we hear this message. It is so important. And it it's so important, I believe, that, that people hear men, that they hear men, and I say even men of color, to set up because we do care. Regardless of what propaganda that people want to believe, that there are some men that care about their community, about their society, about their people. And I think that has to be the resounding message that we continue to send out, that, that we care, we're standing up, and we're doing some things about it, and we're going to make sure the difference is made. And I appreciate what you're doing. I will be looking to join you on the air and uh, definitely exchange some, uh, some ideas and some things that are so important to the next level. So I really appreciate it, uh, Curtis, for being with us tonight. And to each and every one of you that are listening tonight, as we prepare to get out of here tonight, you've been listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so glad that you joined us on tonight. Listen, one night after, one night after we've uh, witnessed the Academy Awards and uh, we, we start off tonight talking about that, what was your opinion of, on that? I mean, 12 Years a Slave won the Academy Award for Best Motion Picture, uh, uh, Lapita Young won Best Supporting Actress, and and in uh, many ways a great night. We saw great work being recognized, and yet still there are the voices of those that says, "Why is it that we win when it comes to something that portrays us in our worst, at our worst times?" Well, I think for many that did not live in our worst times, that do not understand that sometimes they need a vivid reminder to understand what we have gone through and what we have struggled through and what we have overcome. And I pray that this message is not just for those that look like me, that, that share my ethnicity and my pigmentation, but I think this message should resonate throughout America, that we'll be reminded, not that, we, not that we're held hostage to the shame or the pain, but we're liberated by understanding the fact that we have... We we deserve to be better. We deserve to we deserve to stand tall because too many have sacrificed their lives, sacrificed blood, sweat, and tears for us to have this privilege. Freedom is never free. It always calls someone. And until next time, this is your host J.R. Thicklin, and I thank you for joining us next Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central Time, and we'll see you right here on the Soul of America Radio dot com. Hope and healing. Our journey to hold us. And until that time, I shall see you. Take care and have a great night.